Welcome to Can You Vibrate Now? Hosted by Mark and Michelle Hedges. Michelle is a medium, energy specialist, and visionary for Philip. Mark is a knower and finder of truth. Together, they have formed 12th Light University, a website devoted to healing the avatar. Let's talk about energy. Let's talk about healing. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, this is Michelle coming to you live from my electric blue office chair. And then guess who I have with me today? It's Mark! Yay! Yes! Uh, we finally gotten through enough of the energy stuff, which is not finished, but Mark is feeling really good. And so uh, today is our wedding anniversary. Yep, 28 years today, guys. We got married at 2 p.m. Uh, was it 2 p.m.? Yeah, it was a little bit after 2. We got to the courthouse. Uh, downtown Decatur Courthouse. Decatur I thought it was like 4 when we no. they were about to close. <clears throat> no, they were about to close at 2. <clears throat> See, guys, we don't agree on anything and we've stayed together. Mm -hmm. Right. See, you, just, <laughs> you have to learn how to let everything go. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> so... Uh, yeah, it was, it was, now I think they were going to close at 2.45, because remember, we had to rush down there. I, so it might, maybe it was later than 2, maybe it was more like, you know what, I think I got off at the restaurant at 2. Yeah, and, I think uh, it was pretty late, yeah. I mean, I think it was close to 5. Well, then we were over at Ziggy and, yeah. Ziggy's house for the yeah. party, and, uh. Well, his party, it had nothing to do yeah, with no, us, we crashed it. Yeah, well, he told us to come yeah, over. Yeah, he told us to come yeah, over. So. And uh, uh, Ziggy was a cello player that taught at uh, uh, the music place she was teaching at. So, uh, 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 cool guy. And uh, then after that, we went to Helen, Georgia, up in the mountains, where it was like 98 degrees in the mountains. A softball tournament <laughs> had moved into town, and we didn't make any reservations because we were flying by the seat of our shorts. and uh, Which is typical us. Pretty much. And uh, so we get there, no hotels had any rooms open for us because the softball convention was in town. <laughs> and uh, I make that sound like a fuller broom convention or a fuller <laughs> brush sales. That's it, not broom, it's a brush. Well, what's a broom but a brush? Uh, <clears throat> but um, uh, a brush for the floor. And uh, so we finally did find a hotel room, uh, but it was really hot, which was unusual for the mountains in Georgia. Uh, it was almost 100 degrees. Yeah, it was really hot in Decatur, too. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, so that way our honeymoon was spent, uh, inside the hotel room for most of the time, uh, not necessarily with honeymoon sex, although that did occur, but <laughs> mostly watching reruns like I Love Lucy, Dick Van Dyke, and I don't remember what all else we yeah, did. Yeah, we, we had a good we time. Had we did have fun. Yeah. So, uh, we did venture out some late in the later evenings, I think. Yeah, we might have. Uh, I remember getting ice cream. Yeah, we the had Christmas German food. Shop. Yeah, the German yeah, food. Yeah. We the went to the Christmas tea. shop to maybe feel slightly cooler. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, the Chattahoochee, which you said is the creek to not a river. Yeah, because I'm from Missouri. Yeah. And we live right here between the Missouri and the Mississippi. And the Chattahoochee uh, uh, isn't even big enough to be one of its tributaries. Whether the Mississippi or Missouri's tributaries. Yeah. Right, like the Merrimack. Yeah, so, uh, but anyway. Anyway, uh, I had Mark on so we can have a Mark conversation. Well, it's actually an us conversation. Yeah, this is the kind of stuff Mark and I talk about already. <coughs> but um, we figured we might as well talk 
might as well do our conversations as podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Fireside Chats with Mark and Michelle. <laughs> yeah. We're hearkening back to the 1930s. No. Uh, oh, but, did we talk about you finding out that um, you're, you're a lion-hearted Leo? Okay. Man? Well, <clears throat> <clears throat> so apparently I have a big personality. And it really took me waking up from autism, but even more so than that, alexithymia. I was not officially diagnosed with that, but discovered that I had that. Um, he was diagnosed with autism. With autism, I was diagnosed with. Uh, but <clears throat> coming out of all of that, alexithymia, for those of you who don't know, the inability to uh, recognize and name your own emotions. And truthfully, that extends to recognizing and naming other people's emotions as well. Because if you can't recognize yours, how are you going to recognize it in somebody else? Right. And so <clears throat> uh, talking about, she and I had got talking about my big personality last night because I had a, uh, an, uh, it wasn't an altercation, but we'll say it was a social situation that didn't really need to take place. Uh, but it did, so therefore I had to deal with it anyway. That's very vague. <clears throat> very good job, Mark. Yes. Well, I'll be more specific now. <laughs> the the ambiguity serves to to uh, uh, heighten the emotional uh, response, <laughs> evoke mystery. Okay. okay. There we go. And, and so uh, this week I had a suggestion for my uh, store manager, and so I went and I said, you know, look, I think I have a way that I might be able to solve this problem. I said, you know, we can move a piece of equipment that we've had down here since the beginning of June back up there and they can put their drinks and food and stuff in that. Well, when he responded, it immediately became clear he thought I was questioning his authority. And I'm just like, okay. So what you don't understand is Mark hasn't had these experiences very much because he didn't have the emotional connection. Vocabulary, vocabulary and connection. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and so this was a new experience. Yeah. It, you know, it was a new experience. It, it, it wasn't, wasn't a, a new, new experience. experience. <laughs> I see, interesting. It wasn't a new experience, yet but you experienced my understanding it. and what I learned from this experience was new. Right. There are some people that it almost doesn't matter how diplomatic you are. They are going to be offended anyway. And Michelle said, see, that's how it was with you when you were autistic, which is why I had to close down. Well, she was totally right. Because pans, pandas, you know what? And that could very well be. Speak up. Pans, pandas, uh, <clears throat> uh, pediatric, uh, what is it? I don't even remember what the acronyms stand for. P-A-N-S and PANDAS. P-A-N-D-A-S. They're, uh, they're considered pediatric disorders uh, related to uh, either a viral infection or a bacterial infection. Or both. Or both. <laughs> Personally, uh, I think that that doesn't quite cover it. I think it's a biofilm. And for those of you who don't know what a biofilm is, a biofilm is a collection of many... Many different types of single-celled organisms, whether viruses, bacteria, archaeans, whatever, uh, fungi, uh, probably predominantly yeast in this Did you case, say parasites? Candida. Probably parasites yeah. as well. 
and they all communicate with each other and work together. That's what a biofilm is. And they can be difficult. Medical equipment, you'll hear this a lot more in reference to medical equipment uh, because antibiotics have a tough time working when a biofilm is present. And biofilms will cover medical equipment that has been inserted into the human body. And uh, uh, it's difficult to break those biofilms and then the medical equipment doesn't function as well as it should. So... <clears throat> But humans can have biofilms. And well, I imagine any biological organism can have biofilms if they're complex enough. Uh, cats, dogs, uh, raccoons, uh, people, obviously, because in this case I'm referencing people. But, uh, but biofilms uh, really affect your behavior if they're, uh, if they're bad enough. Uh, small, intestinal, small intestine bacterial overgrowth, or SIBO, uh, must be a biofilm. Must yes. be an infection Absolutely. of candida and probably many other organisms. Uh, so we, just to interject, yes. we've learned a lot from Philip um, about all of this. And he has made suggestions that are not in common parlance. Common, yeah, <laughs> common knowledge or any yeah. other thing. Uh, so, large amounts of things like mucinex, large amounts of... Uh, What's the claritin. claritin, stuff like that, you know, like nine, ten pills yeah, at a time. Yeah, but we don't recommend mm -hmm. doing that. No, we don't, because if you're not used to it... Uh, uh, Just stick with what's on the box. Stick Exactly. <clears throat> but uh, I've used it for me, and it's worked great. Yes, and it's worked for me. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> uh, anyway, but the whole reason that I was... What was the reason I was talking about the biofilm? <laughs> oh, personality. But see... Oh, but what it was, the biofilms, in a lot of ways, keep me from recognizing what other people, how other people are trying to say things. Well, that, and I just want to say that it can actually take over your avatar. Yes. That's, it can that is live your point. avatar instead of you mm -hmm. living your avatar. We've, we've helped many different people uh, with their children. Almost, it's been exclusively children. Actually. And if you want to know more about that side of our work... Um, Heal Your Autism on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. SoundCloud, YouTube, well, mm -hmm. any podcast place. Heal Your Autism is what it's called. And then we have a, a tab, a page on our website devoted to Heal Your Autism. Right. And uh, uh, the website for this podcast being 12flightuniversity.com. So... 12th. <clears throat> there you go. And... Uh, <clears throat> But talking about big personalities, um, Michelle was watching one of her favorite astrology uh, podcasts. I like how you say that. Just <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> well, sometimes it is trolling out the ass. Astrology. So, astrology. And uh, so uh, she was watching one of her famous astro uh, favorite, <laughs> just stop. I can't uh, help uh, it. Uh, favorite astrology uh, podcasts, and uh, in this case, it was video cast, you yeah. might say, because uh, and uh, a couple different people on there. And the guy that was on there was talking about uh, a person's on their astrological chart about a person's moon being in the, the sign Leo, right? And he was saying that that tends to be what he sees, what, what I told you, what you're about to say. 
seems to be across the board with people who have a Leo moon. And the reason he was talking about Leo is because we're about to be in Leo season today. The, the sun is moving into Leo. Mm -hmm. And so <clears throat> I get home last night, still in a bad mood, having to deal with my store manager. And that was on Monday, uh, Monday afternoon, but still in a bad mood about that because uh, he took it hard and uh, basically his response was to shut me down and put me in my place. Those weren't the words he used. Those were the emotions he used. Right, and Mark hadn't really <laughs> experienced that. No, not really. Yeah. But it was interesting that I knew what they were when right. I encountered them. Yeah. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> I mean, I had to spend a little time thinking about it. But what was just as important is that changed my energy. And I had to spend all two miles from where I work home that afternoon pushing out that energy through one of my lower chakras because I was not going to live with that energy for for any length of time because it was bad energy and that's how triggered he was. And so <clears throat> what is interesting though is before I even went down to suggest this and it wasn't it didn't come out as a suggestion it came out as a question. But it was a suggestion. <clears throat> That's what I intended it to be. But before I went down there, I, I edited my sentences, my word choice, everything in my head. Which but, makes me think you already knew that it might be a problem. So you must have I already... I had no clue it would be a problem. Really? None at then all. Then why were you practicing? Sweetie, I've always practiced. Oh, okay. We've talked about this. I have always edited things in my head. But, but yesterday's information from you explains why I do, right? So <clears throat> I edited in my head. I even rehearsed how I said things. You've heard me talk about that I, over the past 10 years since we started on this. I've talked about this part numerous times because I knew somehow I came across wrong. Didn't know why. <clears throat> I saw an interesting meme the other day. Um, a friend of ours who lives in Oklahoma City, uh, her, I don't know if they're married, uh, but uh, they're at least together. They've been a couple for quite a few years. He's on the spectrum. And uh, they contacted us, uh, and we went over and we talked. Well, we actually we talked with them after we had moved here on video, Melody and, and, uh, and that's right. And uh, <clears throat> so we talked with them when we were here. <clears throat> and so uh, she had, this friend, she had posted this meme. And uh, it was about autistic people feeling dumped on by people because they just go and ask questions. And the meme was, we're just asking for information. We're not questioning your authority. There must be something in common with people who have autism that they come across uh, as overbearing. Right. And I think that there is, because I know other people with very mild autism, and they still come across as overbearing as well. So it's in the wiring. And truthfully, I think it's a compensation for feeling so inadequate and inferior your whole life. And <clears throat> so <clears throat> I edited my suggestion 
and rehearsed how I was going to say it even before I got down there, long before I got down there. And so I asked, and he responded in his way, and I didn't say anything else. I just went and shook my head and walked off and was flabbergasted that he didn't, that he missed entirely what I was saying. And uh, <clears throat> so that made me realize how sensitive, sensitive of an individual he is. And so I, you know, uh, so I had been moaning over, been really irritated by it all week because uh, as I found out yesterday, a per, uh, my moon is in Leo. So uh, people, it's not only in Leo; it's in Leo in the fifth house, which is naturally the, the Leo house what, what for the, the moon. What is the fifth house? Explain. Play. That. It's play and children and having fun and games. <clears throat> but <clears throat> if you look at if you just look at the zodiac, the fifth house is the moon. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so <clears throat> uh, Leo's. For those of you who don't know, and I'm not fully versed in this. Uh, I'm not either. Because, but she is more so than me. Uh, so I'll depend on her. But Leos are the drama, uh, I was going to say drama kings and queens. Uh, that is true, at least in my case. Uh, she giggles because she knows it's right. She's been telling me all this time. And yeah, I well, I'm it. a Leo rising. So, I mean, you I have can't no room talk. To talk. Yeah, but you do anyway. <laughs> I know, and so and, do you. Uh, and so, <clears throat> uh, pompous and, uh, uh, I've even called myself that. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm speaking from experience here, <laughs> but, um, uh, we, uh, <clears throat> she was explaining that all to me, talking about how, uh, Leo's make great managers because they have a, have an implicit understanding of how other people work and regardless of the autism. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was interesting. When I when I was at my worst with autism, and even when I wasn't, one of my favorite things to do was watch people because I learned things. But I also learned by watching people that they show on their faces what they deny to you in front of your face. <clears throat> and when people are mad, you say, were you mad? No. You know, I'm not mad. Okay. But you look mad. I'm not, you know. We've all had that conversation. And with somebody in our life. And so, uh, I know how people look when they are a certain way. But I've gotten to the point now where I don't. I don't call them out on it. Because it doesn't help anything. No. And so you just, so I just don't do it. But, uh, it's funny this past week, my I guess my Leo sign or some sign of mine has been hit really hard. You have several signs that have been hit really okay. hard. Yeah. And uh, well, you can explain. No, it's <laughs> okay, too complex. But, <clears throat> but and I uh, don't know it well enough. All right, but there are numerous planets uh, in like two or three different of my houses, and <clears throat> so when. When planets or, or other celestial bodies go through those transits, transits yeah. uh, go through those houses, all these planets get hit hard. So this week has been an emotionally, legally difficult week for me. And <clears throat> so uh, finding out, though, that as this astrologer, his name was Chagarian, 
last name was. And uh, uh, I think it was Sam Kajarian. Anyway, Scott. Scott Kajarian. And uh, finding out that uh, Leos lead with their heart. They even stand upright with their heart sticking out. Well, and that is 100%. It is That is exactly so Mark. how I do things. That is exactly <laughs> how, you know. And other people, they shrink when I come around. So many people do, you know. Uh, or or they they look away or they what they do is they put their bodies between me and their consciousness or awareness because I think I just naturally make people uncomfortable and uh, because I see that happen so often it's about fifty or sixty percent of the people that I work with the other forty or fifty percent of the people that I work with I guess I have enough sinistry we have enough sinistry in right. our charts yeah. To get along perfectly fine. And this is a perfect example of why it's so important to know your natal birth chart and, what, and the transits that are happening. Because Mark finding out that he had the the Leo moon and what that meant really empowered him. It did. Because I just thought I was wrong. Yeah, he just thought he was a horrible person. And I thought, well, I can't change. You know, and I'd gotten to the point. I've worked on myself so hard. Michelle's worked on herself harder and longer than I have. <clears throat> And she started in 2008. I started in 2010. And it's been 14 years for her now, 12 and a half for me. And we've worked on almost almost daily, but every week for those past years, for all these past years. Getting rid of traumas, getting rid of beliefs, getting... Uh, getting rid, rid of, of autism. Autism, <laughs> getting rid of old thinking, getting rid of ill health, you know. Right. And... <clears throat> We have done that solidly since those times, respectively. July 2008 for her and January of 2010 for me. We have worked solidly all that time. And, <clears throat> and yet, we still have so much more to go. But you're always going to have more to go because you're an infinite being. You're multidimensional. Well, being. and it's not just that. It's, your, it's the, the game we're in. Mm -hmm. is ruled by astrology and astrology is timed so as you age in time <clears throat> things get released within your chart that yeah. that go oh I know this now mm -hmm. that you didn't know before that happened <clears throat> well and so yesterday was an example of one of those one of those things yes. getting released in my chart that I didn't know before but I know now yes <clears throat> and I needed that empowering understanding of what Moon in Leo meant and how it affected me because I had been working on the very big slash judgmental slash overpowering slash overburdened, overbearing or whatever part of my personality since June of 2016. And it hasn't budged. Yeah. Well, now I know why it hasn't budged, because it's part of my astrology. It's your programming. It is. It's well, your code. You, apparently, you can change your programming, but I think there's some programming that's so difficult to change, it's probably not even worth starting to change it. Well, I've said this on this podcast before, that uh, it may have been the previous one, where Philip had me change the structure, the energetic structure of the signs, the planets. So, I mean, so 
I think eventually, I don't know how long it'll take for this to, to come into being, and it may already have started, but you know how gradual everything has been with the energy shifts with our bodies. And if we keep being surprised that we are at a point that we're at because we didn't, couldn't do that before, but it just suddenly started. But Well, this, <laughs> the conversation that she, uh, that her and I have been having lately is about the physical avatars that we're in. If we're multidimensional infinite beings, then, uh, but we live in this meat suit. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> uh, how does this meat suit affect how we live life and how we see life and that kind of stuff. Right. So the meat suit is what has the code, this astrological code. And to finish what I was saying, I think astrology is going to be just the really cool parts of what the planets signify. Well, your experience with talking with people who have passed over makes me think that astrology is not just the meat suit code, but it's also oh, the... Yeah. <clears throat> because... Uh, and I was thinking about this coming down the hall a few minutes ago uh, because... That was uh, the whole karma wheel thing. Uh, uh, I don't know that astrology applied once you pass over. Well, no, it may not. But, but you noticed, But you have noticed that people who have died in this existence are exactly the over, same. Are exactly the same. Right. If they, and it was, is it Seth who says that if you don't use a lifetime to work on yourself, you will repeat that work until you finish it? Right. Yes, because mm -hmm. apparently there wasn't a way to, to do it in spirit form. Mm -hmm. And now there is. Okay, well, that will make a difference. Yeah. But for now, our experience has been that people who have died up until right. Michelle has helped Philip and others take care of the karma wheel and that kind of stuff. Apparently, the karma wheel now no longer exists. Right. People don't do not get back, born, reborn back into successive lives to fix or learn things that they should have learned in previous lives. My understanding mm -hmm. is that if a person has really has had really difficult astrology, they can work on themselves now on the dead side and bring themselves up, and then and then eventually, I guess, reincarnate into the new world that's coming. We you know what's interesting though, it makes me think of this. If at some point you could only use a physical avatar to work on yourself, what connection was there? And I'm talking about some kind of some kind of interface that existed between the spirit and the body. What kind of adapter must have existed to be able to connect those two because they had to be linked for whatever work you did in physicality to change your spirit form. There had to be, does that make sense to you? There is the energetic body. Well, maybe that's The it. energetic and electrical body continues to exist. Mm -hmm. And that's what's being changed right now. Okay. That's why I'm in so much distress when <clears throat> energy downloads come because it's being completely restructured. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing I wanted to talk about, your experience with getting the new avatar. But... I just want to lay that on the table for when we're finished with what we're doing. Well, we about. might be here all day because this is a long conversation. But uh, <laughs> uh, 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 but the whole avatar thing, it sounds strange, and I am the most skeptical person, really, that you guys will encounter. <laughs> and that's even an understatement as far as she's concerned. That's why she's giggling over here. 
but uh, uh, unless I see evidence, I'm not believing it. And I know what the Bible says about it because I grew up reading the Bible. And But to me, that's not how faith works. There has to be some evidence of faith, of faith that I have given out. You might say it has to be transactional to a, to a, a small degree for me to continue to be faithful. <clears throat> because if I don't get any evidence that things are changing, I'm done. Although I still keep going with this. <clears throat> Why? And, <clears throat> because there's hope. But what have you seen I've change? seen just enough change. Now, again, uh, Michelle is a hundred, maybe even a thousand times more sensitive than any other person I've ever known. Uh, <clears throat> take that as you will, me being autistic or exothymic for most of my life. But I haven't seen anybody who can be as affected by a small amount of energy as she is. <clears throat> so I always tell her, look, I trust you. I don't trust Philip, but I do trust you. And I can't knock your experiences because I've seen what you've gone through. She went through an energetic experience, was it a week ago, two weeks ago now, where she spent most of the night throwing up. Now, uh, I'm going to explain to you how rare it is for her to throw up. <laughs> the last time she threw up that I knew of was back in 2012 when she was pregnant with our son, Chase. <clears throat> and... That didn't happen very much back then, but that's been 10 years ago now, and that's how rare it is for her. And before that, in all our years of marriage, from before 2012, I never saw her throw up. So this is how difficult this energy has been and how much it must be changing stuff, even though I can't see or sense it. She does. She can't. So, I trust in her experience, but that's as far as I trust. I trust her and her experience, but no more. <clears throat> but what I've seen, up until about two or three weeks ago, maybe it was three weeks ago now, I came home every day just wiped out tired, I woke up tired, I was felt horrible. And I wasn't even working, working like 45 hours a week, 42 hours a week, big deal. I used to get work a full-time job and a part-time job back in the days. And uh, <clears throat> uh, I had trouble making it to 40 hours. But about three weeks ago, we finally ended a major transit slash project, energetic project. That was the expansion of the food chain. Okay. From chakra 1 to 9 to now chakra 1 to 12. Okay. And so, see, she knows what's going on. Kind of. <laughs> right. But she, can, she, she has access to at least the basic understanding of it. You see what I mean? I think it's more than just involving food. But... Well, I'm, to me, the food chain is energy. It's, yeah, I won't yeah. call it the food chain. Might as well call it the energy chain. Yeah. Because that's all that food is. It's one form of energy. That's it's right. It's changed into the Absolutely. human body to another. That's perfect. Now, that comes from... A biology degree, uh, or to be completely fair, uh, almost all of a biology degree, not quite, because autism got in the way at that point, and I couldn't finish the organic chemistry. But um, <clears throat> but that is that is what metabolism is. It takes 
food and changes it into energy. And I do mean that literally. So then I bet the energy body changed. The energy body went from 1 to 9. Now it goes from 1 to 12. And that's why it was such a distressful experience for me to go through. And that's what he was experiencing when he was so tired that when, when he was just... Well, no, I've been like that for months oh, since last right. year. Right. Well, we've been doing that's this since talking. 2020. Right. Well, or, you know, yeah. and I was frustrated because... In 2020, you mean, or 2012? Well, we started the food chain specifically in December of 2020. Well, we've probably been working on it since 2012, but... Oh, so you mean when we started when eating we started the old eating way. eating the old way. <clears throat> okay. And so, now what I mean by old way is we went back to eating more fat. I went to eating bread and more pasta and cheese and... And it was great to eat that And way. the reason we were doing that is because we had to forgive all of the beliefs surrounding eating those things. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so uh, we have worked through all of those beliefs. Uh, you know, it's amazing for those of you who haven't ever really thought of this. Some of you have, but I don't think most people have ever really thought of this. <clears throat> What you believe, and I'm not talking about religion here. Religion is just one aspect of life. Uh, and if it isn't, you're unbalanced. Uh, but your beliefs about anything in your life make or break that area of your life. And I mean that very liberally as well. <clears throat> I'll explain. If you grew up believing that you're not smart enough, you won't act as if you can learn or do whatever it is you need to learn or do. You won't put yourself back in school if you feel like you want to uh, advance your life and invest in yourself because, well, I'm not smart enough. <clears throat> That's how literal your beliefs make or break your life. That's just one tiny example. But if you also don't think that you're worthy and this is a little more ambiguous than not thinking you're smart enough. But if you don't think you're worthy, there's whole, there are whole areas of your life that will never improve because you don't think you're worth investing in to improve those areas of your life. Right? <clears throat> um, so beliefs literally create the structure that you see the rest of the world with. They are the filters, the lenses, you know. And <clears throat> so when she talks about we had to get rid of all those beliefs, you have to. That's part of this work of living in a new avatar. But then to get to raising your vibration, yeah. that raising your vibration is very much ridding yourself of beliefs. Yes, and, all of them. <clears throat> well, now, when she says all of them, let me be more specific. She's also talking about beliefs that are positive beliefs, yes. too. Because as soon as are what you consider helpful beliefs, for instance, well, I am worthy. Well, if you say you're worthy, at some point you thought you weren't. And so to you, that's a, that's a dual, that's duality. It, in other words, it doesn't, matter, it doesn't matter that you are worthy or unworthy. You get rid of those beliefs, all of them, because... You are tied to the concept of worth, 
worthiness, even if you believe you're worthy of something. <clears throat> and being tied to that concept keeps you in that duality, keeps you in the whole idea of good versus bad. <clears throat> and so Michelle and I got into a conversation a while ago before we did the podcast here uh, about... When we finally said maybe we should do podcasts. Well, <laughs> Michelle said, Phillips, tell me this is a podcast. <laughs> I said, well, fine, we can go do a podcast. So <clears throat> we decided to put together a podcast. So we're doing a podcast. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> Thanks for clarifying, Mark. Well, you know, for those folks who... who <laughs> Have who, Alexa who, th who survive and thrive better on literalness than they do ambiguity. Yes. Uh, uh, but we were talking about uh, the whole avatar thing and living in it and uh, what kind of <clears throat> changes it has made for us. Now, a bit ago when I was talking about it, I was tired. After this food or energy chain project was finished, all of a sudden, I was easily getting through a day. I felt great. And I mean, it happened overnight. This didn't happen gradually over a period of a few months. I felt it immediately better overnight. And I woke up feeling better. I still do most of the time. Even if I've had only two to four hours of sleep, I can go to work, make it through work, and I'm perfectly fine. I come home and I'll fall asleep. But, uh, you know, I don't feel horrible in any way anymore like I used to. <clears throat> which is awesome because it's almost as if my body's using its energy as efficiently as possible now. Much more efficiently. <clears throat> right. Because <clears throat> it has better machines. Right. Uh, yeah, better replacement parts, more efficient replacement parts or something. But uh, uh, <clears throat> so feeling better overnight, was one of the biggest things. That's one of the things I saw that goes, you know what, I'm just going to hang on. And do I get pissed? I do. Am I impatient? I am very impatient. But you know what, I accept that because being impatient pushes me. And I'm all right with that. <clears throat> and do I get fed up with Philip? Every damn day. <clears throat> Does she get fed up with Philip? Uh, about once a month. I really she's like Philip. <laughs> she does. She's much more tolerant, you know. Well, she, it's not even tolerant. She likes <clears throat> You know, there's a real relationship that she carries on, on with this guy. And, <clears throat> you know, he's on the other side. So, uh, you know, she's getting experiences that almost no one else will ever have. <clears throat> yeah, because now, I mean, I almost, he has said that I am a piece of his light. So that I, I am him and I'm starting with the newest upgrades that he's sending, the newest downloads, I'm starting to feel like like we're closer together. Like that connection that you were talking about a while ago is, I almost feel like that's going to join with me. So as there's not going to be like <clears throat> me talking to Philip, it's me talking to me. Mm -hmm. Well, <clears throat> which is what you've been saying all along. I have. And because for me, I don't necessarily understand why there needs to be an intermediary named Phil. Because as she's always said, well, it's just, it just helps me make sense of it. Okay. To me, if, if I'm the entity on the other side, 
and I have a connection with the entity on the other side that's me, then it's just me talking to me. <clears throat> I, I take things like that, literally. Right, and I don't. No. So she, it's just two different astrology mystery charts. Mystery it is. Uh, Leo versus, well, maybe, probably not even that. No. Uh, what the, uh, no, it would be the, much more complex. Yeah, so anyway. <clears throat> but, so that, uh, uh, so I hang on, mainly because I see improvement in her. Uh, November of last year, she had been working with her pendulum so much that her left shoulder froze. And it caused a lot of trouble for her. And we were regular chiropractic uh, visitors. And finally it got bad enough so that the chiropractors were showing her, well, here's stretches that you need to do. Well, he was also saying if you're not better in a couple of weeks, you're going to have to go to a... <coughs> or to an orthopedic or whatever. A surgeon or something, yeah. Because he did talk about that too. Michelle An like, impingement. Right. And Michelle was like, no, I ain't doing that. Nope. So she came home and she talked to Philip. And Philip showed her specific stretches to do. He actually <clears> sometimes <throat> would take over my body for me to show me. Mm -hmm. Because I'd be, I've stretched everywhere I know what to do. And, he, and I said, I don't know what else. And I would feel my body move. Right. And so she learned stretches that probably exist in some book somewhere. But for her existence, <clears throat> but this was they didn't also teamed up with new energy. So I didn't just stretch, it was combined with I would do steps. Well, you were stretching to allow new light in. Right. So I mean this all had to be that it all had to do with the avatar. So if I had done those stretches in just the regular third dimension body, I may have ripped. Well, <clears throat> okay, yeah, ripped. fair enough. So what I'm saying, you don't just jump in there and start stretching. Well, yeah, you would have to have guidance from, uh, well, okay, expert. You know, and in this case, Philip was her expert. But then, as she points out, she also had to be in, uh, on her way or into the fifth dimension for this right. stuff to work. Right. Because she was doing things that probably would not have been advised by a doctor or physical therapist Absolutely. or anything else. Yes. <clears throat> Which is why, and see, and that's the thing. This is why we all need the connection to our own entities. Because we get answers that exist outside of this dimension that actually take care of the problems that we live with that this dimension cannot provide us answers to. Well, and also the dimension that currently exists is just a really horrible place. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, one of Michelle's favorite TV shows is called Yes Minister. It's a British TV show about British politics in the late 70s and early 80s. One of the politicians on there refers to uh, a country uh, as a tin-pot little African country. And a TPLAC. Reminds me of what Trump said about shithole African countries. <clears throat> or shithole countries, because I'm not exactly sure which one he was referring to in any case. But uh, Philip has told her that this is really a shithole of a place. And we're here to bring it up. And if you're listening to this, <clears throat> you're one of the people who came here to help raise the vibration. That's right. So we all, we all have missions. And... Something that angers me, and I'm slowly learning to accept it, is this lifetime around, 
it wasn't my choice to live the life that I wanted. <clears throat> I came here with a mission that I didn't really know anything about until I got here and discovered what it was. And uh, uh, she sent me a Joseph Campbell quote, which I've seen that before. You and I have talked about that quote. Um, I almost think that the last time I saw that quote was when I was still at Borders in Buckhead. So that was 2007 and before, 2006. <clears throat> and the quote was, uh, we are falling towards a future that is chaotic. And he said something about it, Joseph Campbell said something about it being unsettled and completely disorganized. But he said the only way to make this free fall make any sense to us is for you to realize that it is a voluntary free fall. Right, and that's a paraphrase, but voluntary free fall was not the paraphrase. That was what he actually said. Yeah, exactly. That is the, uh, the vo a voluntary a voluntary fall, I think is what he exactly said. And so he said it's a, it's a very small change in perspective, but it makes every bit of difference <clears throat> because then you come out with per you come out the other side with, with purpose, purpose. <clears throat> and so uh, <clears throat> that's what and many of you probably find that parts of your lives feel like they're being controlled by something else that is not you right uh, man God knows I can remember many times in my life when it was not being controlled by me uh, <clears throat> or it felt like it wasn't and <clears throat> she has said the same thing about her she being Michelle so, uh, realize, make that small change in perspective. Have purpose. You know, it was interesting. I saw something about purpose the other day. Uh, uh, although I don't remember what it was. It was a YouTube video. And uh, uh, the person said that if you have purpose, it motivates you to move on to the things that you wouldn't normally do because purpose pushes and pulls at the same time. <clears throat> and... <clears throat> That sounds like an opposition or a square. Oh, well, very well. That sounds like a square. Uh, and uh, this was a TED talk, I think. Yeah, people don't realize how much astrology is involved in. Uh, eight or nine months ago, I <laughs> thought astrology was bullshit. <laughs> it's been almost a year for me when <laughs> I thought it. I didn't think it was bullshit, but I didn't know it was this important. Well, she has always been open-minded. But she's also skeptically open-minded. She isn't stupidly open-minded by any means. Never has been. <clears throat> Me, I have been at quite, a, quite close, often close at times minded. stupidly skeptical. Uh, <laughs> because a lot of times you think, oh, that's just a safe way to be. Uh, no, it's not. It really isn't. When you're being stupidly, close-mindedly skeptical, you're scared. Face it. You, you fear th new things. Which is why you've closed your mind. I, I get it. I understand. <clears throat> but you cannot have a better life by being fearfully and closed-mindedly skeptical. You cannot. Because you will not be open to the things that will change your life for better. Notice I'm not saying good. For better. For the better. Because you will automatically reject what may be major improvements for you. As Louise Hay says, you only have to be willing to be willing. Right. 
And, you know, and that is a, the, like the very smallest step. Yeah. But some people won't even do that. And <clears throat> so uh, there was something I was going to say right before he said that. I don't remember what it was. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, I can't remember what it was. Uh, but this whole, this is the kind of conversation, these are the kind of conversations that we have. So, uh, um, uh, our whole talk about, uh, well, see, I don't even know where to go. Well, that's okay. So So here's what, here's what, um, I am double posting this. This is going to be on Heal Your Autism podcast and on 12 Fight. This will be the only time we'll do this sort of thing on Heal Your Autism, but I wanted to give you guys a taste of what is on Can You Vibrate Now? So if you want to continue to hear more like this, find Can You Vibrate Now and like it anywhere, wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. And um, if anyone wants any help from Mark, Mark offers consultations to help you get out of autism, out of alexithymia, out of your illnesses. I do readings, so Philip and I work together to, I mean, he has access to every, every atom in, in everyone's body. He knows exactly what everyone needs to be better. For any of you who understand the term Akashic Records, uh, he has those available uh, at hand all the time for his reference. So... <laughs> If you need any help with what's going on with you, I can do the readings. There is a, uh, I also have a product to help people start plugging in everything for the new avatar called the Avatar Reset 12.0 because the energetic body, thank you, Mark, for clarifying what the food chain is. I didn't know what to go with that. It's the energetic body that is moving from one to nine to 1 to 12. <clears throat> and um, that is quite a ride. But if you want help with plugging everything in, there is that. Um, what else do we have? We have got books, the ebooks. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and talk about ebooks. Well, ebooks. Um, we, <clears throat> back when we were mainly concentrated on the one tiny facet of healing from autism. And the truth is, I didn't start out wanting to heal my autism because I didn't know I, I didn't even know I had it yeah. until a year and a half after I started healing the inside. I started it. I've said this before, and I'll say it here: all healing starts as an inside job. And and I remember, and something else that goes right along with this: all healing is self-healing. I can throw every bit of advice I have. Over my lifetime. See, I didn't, and I didn't actually physically just start trying to change my life in just 2010. I actually started 17 years before in 1993, in March of 93. And this is a little over a year before I met Michelle. And so I started then going, you know, I'm not sure what my problem is in life, but I want to fix this because I'm tired of living like this. That's the thing. When you get tired of living like you're living, 
if you get tired of your existence, you'll, you'll decide, okay, something has to change. And then you'll be willing to be willing to make a change. Or you are already in the middle of it and you don't know where to go next. Exactly. See that? I mean, it, it, there's a spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> all, all journeys are different. And, and or you know there's something you're supposed to do, but you're not sure what it is because your intuition isn't completely plugged in. Yes. Mm-hmm. And intuition is, gradually comes on. Ask me. Yeah. I know. Because I dare say the reason I started healing is so I could get in touch with Mark. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Mark went from zero mm-hmm. intuition mm-hmm. to having a really good one. Mm-hmm. I don't talk to it as in conversations usually. I can't. <clears throat> but the information I need comes to me when I need it. It does. And I think it's just going to keep getting more and more mm-hmm. because the new body, the, yeah. new, the new avatar. But books. Uh, back when we were doing the uh, Heal Your Autism thing more, oh, yeah. doing more physical healing, uh, we had uh, uh, Buried Alive, uh, One Man's Journey Waking Up from Autism. I think I have that title right. Then we did a book on uh, Healing Begins in Your Kitchen uh, and all the foods and stuff and, and a few recipes that we did. I think there's 10, 15 recipes. I looked at that book again. I was like, wow, we did a lot. And and I looked at the other book and I was like, wow, mm-hmm. we and really did a lot of work on those. She things. spent a lot of her time working on that because I was also working at the same time too. But between that, I come home and we work. Yeah. And <clears throat> so we put all that together and... Uh, we have we have crazy amounts of resources for you. Yeah. Uh, uh, in fact, I would rather call them resources uh, than products. Because, yes. Yes. Because uh, resources make you feel like, ooh, maybe there's something there that can help me instead of, oh, he's just trying to sell me a new car. You know. Right. <clears throat> I mean, it's just, and I know where that no, came from. I get it. I know where that yeah. came from, and 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 you know. That's fine in their world, mm-hmm. but we're not in that same world, and they couldn't exist in this world. So, uh, but uh, all that being said, the resources we have uh, are enough to bury you in for years. Right, and if you really want to know about healing, um, Heal Your Autism, our, our Facebook page has so much free information. There is. There's all kinds of videos. There's all kinds of video casts that we've done about 150 or 160. Uh, our YouTube channel has... Our YouTube channel yeah. has about 210, 220 videos. And, and we've turned all of those into podcasts too, so... Yeah, so, uh, and you can go to uh, pretty much any podcast provider. Yeah. Whether it's Apple, uh, SoundCloud, Google. or any of the others. Google. I like Google. Uh-huh. You can, and you can find us there, and you can download the podcast and listen to them whenever the hell you want. Yeah, and there's so much information. Yeah. And it's because a lot of times it's easier to listen uh, than it is to watch. Uh, a couple of my favorite podcasts, one about pipe smoking and then another about uh, BSD operating systems. Uh, those guys do videos, but uh, their big, but their biggest consumption of their podcast is audio. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, uh, so out of all the resources that we've got, the books are very helpful. Uh, very helpful. Because you get my perspective, you get her perspective. And there's lots of links that you can touch. Mm-hmm. That you can click on to, to get more information. So, uh, what else did you want to... 
that's it. Okay. Well, uh, it's at www.twelfthlightuniversity.com, and uh, that is a one two th. One two th for twelfth, and then lightuniversity.com. And there's there's a lot of resources on that website. There is. <laughs> uh, you. There's a blog. There's um, the store. There are healing channels to use to get rid of beliefs. Yeah, and she showed and diagrams on how to use them. Yeah. That kind of stuff. There's all kinds of stuff on there. So, uh, guys, we're going to sign off for now, uh, but uh, we will get back with you at some point in the We'll see you next time. All right. Bye. bye.